The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse to start your free trial membership. Season 9, episode 47. This is Writing Excuses, the bookseller perspective. 15 minutes long? Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Sarah. I'm Howard. And I'm Dan. And Sarah's our special guest star. You heard her melodious voice earlier when she pitched a book to you on a previous cast. And we enjoyed it so much, we thought, we really need to record a podcast with a bookseller, talking about a bookseller's perspective. So we're going to be throwing a lot of questions to you, Sarah. I hope you're ready <laughs> I for this. love questions. So, Sarah? Yeah. I was going to say, start by telling us about your bookstore. I work at The Little Professor in Homewood, Alabama. It's a small independent bookstore. We are Birmingham's oldest independent bookstore. We opened in 1973. Excellent. I wasn't there. I'm much younger than that. <laughs> I think only Howard was alive in 73. I was five. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I remember Birmingham well. <laughs> this is a podcast for writers. Um, so what I want to ask is, we've got our listeners here. They may be considering self-publishing, or they might be going, we might have book uh, packagers listening or editors. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell them from a bookseller's perspective, what makes you pick up a book? Well, usually I'm reading catalog copy. So oh. it's your marketing department or your publicist, whoever does the catalog back cover copy. Okay. Um, you know, catalog copy is different from back cover copy, for those who are listening. If, um, if you aren't aware, um, catalog copy tends to be more spoilerific. Mm-hmm. in order to give the bookseller a better feel for what this book is going to be. Whereas the back cover copy's job is to be not to be a spoilery, to to be a copy to get someone to read the book, where at the bookseller it's to get someone to sell the book. Right. Yeah, the, the back cover copies versus the uh, catalog copies I've seen, in many cases, uh, the catalog copy is like back cover copy plus. Yes. yes. So the bookseller mm-hmm. can see, hey, this is what's going to be on the back of the book that we want you to sell, And this is what's going to be inside it so you know what people are picking up. Right. Um, After that, it's packaging. If you are self-publishing, get good cover art. That Mm. does make a difference. Do you notice the difference between when uh, you have good cover art and well-designed cover concept? Or is it really just the art that pops out at you? It's definitely both, but it Mm -hmm. seems like the art is more important. Um, I will sit there and stare at a book for days on end, so the design does matter to me. Uh A customer is going to, when I'm trying to hand them something, is going to look at it and go, that just looks icky. Right, right. So 
catalog copy, do you have any recommendations on writing catalog copy or back cover copy? What, what really works for you? Please don't try to do the weird mashup. Mm. Because if you tell me it's Game of Thrones for middle grade readers. Right, right. That That's our writing prompt. I, I don't. <laughs> the Red Kindergarten. <laughs> and we're done. Oh, no. Okay. No, let me, let me, uh, uh, let me say this about, about um, uh, back cover copy and about the, the mashup specifically. That works great in a Hollywood pitch session yes. when you are talking to a producer level person who wants a quick picture of what they're going to be spending money on. When you say, however, you know, this is like Star Wars meets The Hunger Games, you're making a promise to a reader that you are just not going to be able to fulfill. Yes. And yeah. it, I mean, I as a bookseller who have read a book may use that pitching it mm -hmm. to a customer because I can then keep talking. Right. But it's usually just the most generic thing combined with whatever has sold the most. Right. So everything <laughs> is The Hunger Games plus something yeah. right now in YA, you know, if they have nothing to do with each other. As an, uh, an aside, when I asked my agent um, to give me some advice on query letters for my students, I was going to teach a class on it, the number one thing he said is don't make it sound like a Hollywood pitch. Yes. That will turn, in his opinion, it turns him and editors off because they want to know what the story actually is. They don't want to be wowed and dazzled by fireworks. I think it can work with customers. Mm -hmm. I can make a Hollywood pitch and to sell them. a book to a customer, mm -hmm. but editors, agents, booksellers, we see literally hundreds of these every day in our catalogs or in mm -hmm. query letters, and we're tired of them. Okay. Uh, so you know what the yeah. difference for me, uh, I do a lot of selling at conventions, you know, and I will never tell anybody that uh, Schlock Mercenary, it's like, it's like Bloom County meets Babylon 5. I would never say that, okay? Because I coming read from that me, now. because coming from me behind the counter, right. it sounds like I have a really, really inflated opinion of my literary importance. But if on the other side of the table, another fan is standing there while I say, you know, epic space opera, four, four panels at a time, and the other person says, "Oh man, I love this. It's like Bloom County meets Babylon Five. That carries some authority. So you, as a bookseller. You can say things that the back cover copy that the author mm -hmm. can't. Yeah. Now, it seems, Sarah, like what you're saying is that the purpose of the catalog copy and, and, the, and the back cover copy is to tell you what you need to know in order to sell it to a customer. Exactly. So what kind of things do you like to see on there? I need to know, well, honestly, what your book is about. To a certain extent, I need trigger warnings. Okay, yeah. And that's now, when you say when you say about, that's not this is a science fiction adventure. You need to say this is about this is a coming of age story. Yes. With uh, you know, with with triggers for uh, you know, violence and right. I need to be able to drill down to who are the people I can hand this to, because mm. if I hand a book with let's say a child death in it to a customer who cannot cope with that, I have violated their trust. They will not want to come back to me Interesting. I haven't seen anything that extensive on um, catalog copy, and it seems like it should be. There isn't yet. There mm -hmm. is a movement mm -hmm. to request it. Yeah, that's a really good idea. That could be very useful. So, And I do have people where I say, you'll love this book. Skip chapter 10. Mm. <laughs> 
I've had books that I know about. I'm not going to mention them by name, but yes, I, I know that completely. Um, we'll come back to this concept, but there's another concept that I want to make sure that we hit with you, which is author interaction. Do you have authors come into, the, into your bookstore? We do. Um, mm -hmm. We've actually had Dan come to our bookstore. Ooh. Yeah, I was about to ask, who is your favorite one who's come in? Mm -hmm. Oh, this As is... A and is the building question. still standing? I also have had Mary come to the bookstore. Who is your She's favorite right male now. podcaster on Writing Excuses? <laughs> who is on the couch with you? Hey! I, Mary was my favorite author that I had through a T for. There you go. So, author interactions, things you've noticed that authors do with booksellers that works, or things that doesn't work, that you're like, ooh, I really need to tell authors, don't Either do this interaction anymore. with a bookseller or yes. just with the customer? Either one, yeah. We, because our store is small, we do have a lot of self-published authors that uh -huh. come in, and it's a very different interaction. There's not generally name recognition uh -huh. there. Um, We've found that for self-published authors, being willing to engage the customers, hi, would you like to take a look at my book? Or mm -hmm. how are you doing today? Is great, but don't, do you want to buy my book? It would be really great if you bought me. It's a great, really great story. Okay. That two, puts them Two off. used car salesmen-y? Yes. Um, when it comes to slightly more known authors, we really haven't had very many bad experiences. They... Mm -hmm. We know you're on book tour. We know you're probably really tired. Um, if there's anything we can get for you to make your signing easier, let us know that. And let us know that as far in advance as possible. If it's the moment you walk in the door and you really need a coffee, that's totally fine. But, but if don't, you really need only brown M&Ms, then... We're going to need some notice. <laughs> uh -huh. We'll take care of it, but we're going to need some notice. Yeah, that sounds like 20 minutes. But if I really, if I really need... You know, well, for my side, four pounds she had of sashimi grade uh, tuna. It was awesome. Yes. yes, I did have a carrot cake for Dan's signing. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, let's go ahead and do our book of the week. And since you are a bookseller and so good at this, we're going to ask you to pitch a book for us. All right, the book I would like to pitch is The Rook by Daniel O'Malley. It's narrated by Susan Dearden. The easiest way to explain this book is to tell you how it starts. Miffany Thomas wakes up 
in a park surrounded by corpses. She has no memory. The only thing she knows is there is a note in her pocket that says, your name is Miffany Thomas. You're in what used to be my body. Oh, Ooh. Mm. that's oh, awesome. Neat. Mm. That happens to me every day. <laughs> <laughs> she finds out that she works, or the body she is in, works for a company or an organization called the Sheke, which protects England from supernatural threats. She has two options. She can take box A, get a new identity, and try to hide from them, or she can go to work Monday morning. Excellent. Wow, what okay. a great pitch. All right, I'm yeah. on board. Uh, audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. Start a 30-day free trial membership. Pick up The Rook by Daniel O'Malley, narrated by Susan Dwarden, and uh, wake up in somebody else's body. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right, so let's talk a little bit more, a bookseller's perspective, on page one. What are you looking for on page one? I assume... A lot of booksellers I've talked to and editors, they don't have time to read the whole book. Yes. They'll read a couple of chapters to get a real feel for the book. And if they get excited about it, they can still sell it and know about it. If they really excited, they'll probably finish it, but they may not have time. So what can an author do in those opening pages and opening chapters from your perspective? I would like a clear idea of the character. All right. I need that person to stand out. I need this to be somebody I want to spend time with. Um, I also want to know generally, it's this very similar to, to back cover copy or catalog mm -hmm. copy. I want to know where we're going. Mm. Are we on an adventure? Are we in a dark, creepy psychological mystery that I don't want to read before bed? I need atmosphere and I need character generally. Okay. Those are the two most important things. You know, things. That I, I talk about that a lot, so I, it looks like we're on track. I'm glad <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I'm a big fan of your first chapter being something where the reader can identify the things that they are being promised. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, whether or not you're going to fulfill those promises in the ways they expect is up to you as an author, but the reader develops expectations. My least favorite books are the ones where I read the first chapter, and when I'm done... I really have no idea what might be coming. Yes. Mm. Well, we talk a lot on the podcast about how you need to be careful with a twist so big it changes the genre partway yes. through or it subverts something everyone uh, was looking forward to. This is one of the reasons that we haven't really discussed. Uh, bookseller, you know, going around pitching a science fiction to everybody and then doesn't know that in Chapter 10 it actually turns into an Urban epic fantasy. fantasy. Right. Yeah. So, so step me through the process behind making a bestseller at your store. Because I've talked to a lot of booksellers. It's very interesting to me that a store can sometimes sell 300 copies of a book mm -hmm. that no one else in the country is selling that number of. What, what makes that happen? Can you, can you break it down in anatomy of it? Make us like your book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> but are that, there certain ones that you like and are to. easier to sell and that people come back and say, I love this book? and tell their friends, and are there other books that sometimes you have trouble selling even though you love it? We, yes. There is a book that I adore, but it's a hard pitch because you mm -hmm. have to be a particular type of fan to, to read it, and it's Lowtown by Daniel Polanski. Mm -hmm. It's a noir murder mystery in a secondary world fantasy. Right, right. I can't sell it to all my mystery fans, mm -hmm. and I can't sell it to all my fantasy fans. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of a high concept. But conceit, when I hit, but, yeah. Yeah. they love it. 
Um, John Henry had trouble with this. He, he's since republished his Jack Campbell. His early books, I think we've talked about them before, were um, JAG, which is like, you know, military police. Yes. Military yeah, general. Yeah, yeah. military, uh, not police, but lawyers, prosecuting, um, mil- prosecuting crimes in space. So mm-hmm. they were space opera JAG. And he said, he thought, this is going to be great. I'm going to grab all the people who love Jag and all the people who love science fiction. It turns out the booksellers could only sell it to the people who were liked attorney fiction and science fiction. Right. Mm-hmm. And, the, and it's yeah. really weird. When you do those genre crossovers, yeah. which I have done some of, mm-hmm. you have to remember how Venn diagrams work. Yeah. You're not getting two full bubbles worth of people. You're getting the sliver where they intersect. But see, once in a while you do, and it's still kind of hard for my brain to grasp and it might be when the genres aren't so narrow, but this is part of the reason that YA explodes so large sometimes is because you can grab mm-hmm. the adults who will read adult kid books and the kids who read well, kids' you, books. You look at the ones that have really succeeded. Yeah. You know, all of the Harry Potter plots were mystery plots. Yes. And yet it was never marketed as, here's a great mystery for Yeah, kids. and it might be marketing problem, or it might be that the genres are just too narrow sometimes. Because mm-hmm. Harry Potter has... A marketing problem. <laughs> no, no, no. That's <laughs> why Harry Potter succeeded and Jag didn't. Yeah. yeah. Marketing makes a big difference how much you trust your bookseller. I can mm-hmm. get people to read books that they say, I don't know, but I loved the last five things you gave me. Mm. So, this is one so of the what reasons. I need to be able to do is find a thousand booksellers like you who have trusted customers and then write a book that all 1,000 of you are just going to love. Yes, that is exactly what you should That's do. That's what the I formula did, and for it that? worked pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sarah, this has been awesome having you on the yeah. podcast. This is a really fresh perspective for us. And um, in a lot of ways, I think it's important for our listeners to remember, sometimes you are not selling your book to a customer. You are selling your book to a bookseller. Mm-hmm. That's your job. Their job is then to sell it to the customers. It's why we love having great booksellers, particularly independent bookstores. You find this happening more often at these bookstores than you do sometimes at some of the larger stores where the, the staff change over so frequently. It's frequent. So we love you coming on the podcast. We love you selling books. Thank you. We really appreciate you. Final plug for your store? Little Professor in Homewood, Alabama. And will you give us a writing prompt? I will. I actually got some homework from Mary in a writing retreat that we did. Get three of your friends to send you one photograph of a random object, anything they want. You have to use all three objects in the first 13 lines of your story. That is awesome. We, I guess we can thank Mary, who's not yes. here. She's at a wedding. But we wanted to make sure that we got Sarah on the podcast before the Right Excuses retreat ended. We're not sure when this one will air, but it is the last episode we're doing at the retreat. So hopefully you all listening will be able to come to our next retreat and you can be the applause in the background. (laughs) Uh, Thank you again to Sarah and to you listeners. You are out of excuses. Now go right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.